0: As soon as I saw that power play developing for the Rangers, I knew exactly what was going to happen, and I called it. I knew that Adam Fox would make that cross-diagonal pass. I'll talk about the special teams and the last couple of Ducks games on this edition of Locked On Anaheim Ducks. Your Locked On Ducks, your daily podcast on the Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host Jason JD Hernandez. I've been covering hockey for over a decade. I've got a very sore throat, as you can tell. And today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get 150 bucks in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a five dollar bet. Visit fanduelcom on to get started. We're gonna keep this one rather short, as you can tell. I've got more than a bit of a scratchy voice but I'm going to try to power through this one, and we'll go from there. All right. I recorded an episode a few days ago at Akershire Arena about the special teams, specifically the power play. And I compared the Anaheim Ducks to the New York York Rangers, partially because uh, one of my buddies who works at Akershire Arena, Tim O'Brien, he's a big Rangers fan, and I happen to have watched a lot of Rangers hockey this season. And another part of it is, in my mind, I knew the Ducks were going to play the Rangers coming up, and I had a feeling that we would see that very play happen. In fact, you know what? I'm going to, to save my voice also, I'm going to replay what I said about the New York Rangers power play. This clip was from a few days ago, and we'll get to that right now. And I'll give an example of a team that has had a good power play recently, and that would be... You ready for this? The New York Rangers. The New York Rangers right now have one of the best power plays in the league. In fact, as of this recording, the New York Rangers are second in power play percentage at 28.6%. Oh, and by the way, they're third in the league in penalty killing. I think third. No, sorry. Um, They're not third, but they are top 10 in penalty killing. But they're second in power play as of this recording. So they're very good at that. Let's let's go back to the drawing. The New York Rangers right now are employing Adam Fox at that point. And by the way, Adam Fox has been a terrific player for the Rangers. I would put him as a Norris candidate and he's been a great quarterback on the on the power play for the Rangers. And what the Rangers do is they typically have Adam Fox right here kind of floating around. They have a couple of guys right here. They have one guy that tends to play on either the strong side or the weak side, but he really floats around mainly on the weak side. And then you have one, another player that's down low, but also on that same side. So typically what the Rangers have done effectively this season is, we'll say Adam Fox, for example, is he will go down to towards the half boards. Three players will be on the other side, one kind of up top, one towards the middle, and one almost to the goalies right hand side and New York does not use lateral passes they like to use diagonal royal royal road passes and that's something that teams have a hard time defending against is New York is willing to take that risky pass and when they do that yes they're drawing defenders right there but no one is covering Adam Fox because there's three guys on this side so it's a very fluid power play where they will get that diagonal pass and do something about it or and new york is also good at this is where they'll draw everyone you know up to the top or close to the bottom and it leaves this whole space wide open to make a perfect diagonal pass and gets someone like zibanejad a one-timer diagonally to the goal so let's say fox is right here goalie's facing this way diagonal cross ice pass to a player down here goalie has to push back and there's a one-timer right there you know why not take those risky passes on the power play i know it's high risk high reward and yes you are leaving yourself a little bit vulnerable to the shorthanded opportunity the other way and i think the reason that new york does so well at that and the reason that they're willing to do that. Is because they have terrific goaltending on the other side. in Igor Shosturkin. And Shosturkin is very good on breakaway opportunities. He's very good at stopping breakaways. So the Rangers. um, They utilize just great movement. Great schemes. And aren't afraid to go for the home run pass. I called it didn't I? I knew that would happen. The diagonal cross ice pass. And in fact I'm going to show you right now. Just. There we go. I'm going to show you a picture of what I mean by that. Here, we have a diagram of that play developing. Okay, Adam Fox is right there on that point. Now, instead of being to the goalies, in this case, Dostal's right, he's on Dostal's left. And what I said before, that the Rangers have a very fluid power play. And this is a prime example of that. Is they will move around from point to point. And Adam Fox right here, he's drawing a Ducks defender to him on this particular power play, right? And look who's hiding right there in the corner. That isn't Zbigniewicz. That is, in fact, Artemi Panarin in this case. Panarin had a clear, wide-open net. And look at this. Look at all this space. Now, I don't have a diagram right here. But look at all that space. Across the Royal Road, you have Adam Henrique, who's on Adam Fox. You have Zibinijad, who is on his left. But Zabinajad is taking the high slot instead of the low slot. Now, Panarin was, keyword was, right next to Fox, right? That is what the Rangers do on that power play. And that's exactly, that's exactly what I said a few days ago that they do. They will draw all the defenders to one side. That's exactly what they freaking did here. And Panarin kind of snuck behind the net. And I drew that arrow so I could show you the kind of passes they do. The Ducks will tend to make the lateral pass. So the Ducks will tend to pass, for example, Adam Fox as Sabinajad, bottom of the screen. But the Rangers are so effective on that diagonal pass and he is wide freaking open and Panarin just nailed it and yeah I, ca- I can't believe that play even happened oh but you know what we're not done because to further save my voice I have another clip from that same podcast we'll get to that right now whereas the Ducks they just simply they just do this I'll I'll, I'll show you what they're doing they're going around the horn They go pass here, pass here, pass here, pass back. They're just playing perimeter hockey and not getting it anywhere in the high danger area, nowhere in the slot. And it has become so predictable that I think something's got to be done. And that's exactly what happened on the Ducks power play. The Ducks went around the horn and they passed on the perimeter. They passed blue line to blue line. And didn't do anything on their power play. It was ridiculous. I am I'm so sick and tired of... I mean, literally, I'm sick and tired. But I'm sick and tired of these special teams just being super predictable. Yeah. And doing the same thing over and over and over again. There is no fluidity in this Ducks power play. It's the same thing over and over again. And i hope that diagram kind of helps you just illustrate what happened on that game all right we're gonna head to the first intermission right now i'm gonna try to save my voice a little bit so we will talk about the last two games on the other side now a brief word from ebay motors passion drive and patience patience underlined what brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive with all the parts you need at the right price, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible, eligible items only. Exclusions apply. eBay guaranteed fit. Only available to U.S. customers. Welcome back to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Once again, you're locked in with a horse and sick Jason J.D. Hernandez, and we're going to power through this one um, just to kind of talk about what's been going on. I've worked a plethora of games recently, you know, a number of Firebirds games, Junior Rain games, um, even at a charity event over the... Actually, a couple charity events over the weekend and a couple other events as well as youth tournaments, so combine that with the cold that we've had and the rain we've had yeah this was bound to happen at some point thankfully no games at least that i have to talk the next few days but yeah so we're going to press on we're going to try to get through the rest of this episode this will be a very short episode but let's talk about the last couple of games that took place first one taking place at the shark tank and also got to give a quick shout out here to amelia schimmel who is currently the public address announcer for the Oakland A's, and she's the backup for the San Jose Sharks. She did a fantastic job on the mic on this game. So just got to give my shout out there. This game saw the return of Logan Couture, and he was pretty good in his return to action for the Sharks. First period, the Ducks dominated. The Sharks looked like flopping fish. The Ducks in that first period outshot San Jose 12-2. They had pretty much all the puck possession. It's a surprise that the Ducks didn't score one or two goals in that period. They should have and did not. They could have taken advantage of a couple opportunities and did not. Really didn't, and that's frustrating. So in that second period, Ducks once again start dominating puck possession. Again, John Gibson looking pretty solid so far, in his little action that he's gotten. The big story on this one was Mackenzie Blackwood. Yes, former New Jersey Devil Mackenzie Blackwood had a great performance on this game. In the second period, Logan Couture got a nifty pass to Mark-Edward Vlasic, put the Sharks up 1-0. Then, only 15 seconds later, Jackson Lacombe got his first career NHL goal. Congrats to the kid, but also that was kind of an anticlimactic goal because there was a review, there was a whistle blown, we didn't know what was going on, and finally, a minute or so later, the refs finally said, all right, good goal, and then everybody celebrates. Okay, fine. (laughs) So Jackson Lacombe, congratulations on your first NHL goal, albeit a little anticlimactic, but hey, it counts nonetheless. So congrats to the young kid. As I've always said, let the kids play. Jackson Lacombe, congrats. After that, it was pretty much all Sharks. Kyle Burrows got his first of the season. Uh, Zettel got his 13th. Very quickly, 3-1 Sharks. And at the tail end of the second period, we had this line that has been beginning to cook recently. With Leo Carlson back in the lineup, we've seen Troy Terry and Adam Henry kind of open up their game a little bit. And that line is kind of turning into something, guys. It's looking pretty good recently. Uncle Rico scored a 12th of the season. So 3-2 San Jose. Hmm. Maybe something going... Oh, no. Sharks scored in the third. Jan make it 4-2. Now to the Ducks' credit, they did actually get a power play goal in this one. Big Mac, Mason McTavish, scored on the power play from Troy Terry. Making it 4-3. And they just could not get that equalizer towards the end. Gibby's pulled. Tomas Hertl, Oh, sorry. Tomas Hertl, scored an empty netter. 5-3 Sharks at the Shark Tank. <clears throat> the Sharks are the worst team in the National Hockey League. The Ducks are right about there. Gibby did not have a good game. The Sharks got five goals. On 19 shots. Against Gibby, it was four goals on 18 shots. This is a game that Gibby wants back. Absolutely. Not one of his better performances. And if there's any trade value, it just went down a lot on this game. Oh, but it gets worse because the following night they would fly back home. So that was technically the end of the road trip for the Ducks. Although, as I mentioned on a previous podcast, um I erroneously said that the Ducks road trip ended with that with those games on Florida and Washington DC. They did come home. They did come home that Wednesday Thursday. They were home Friday. They had Ducks and Tucks with to school. They flew up to San Jose for the quick the quick roadie, I guess. And then flew back home and had a miserable game against the New York Rangers. Well, no, I shouldn't say miserable game. They had a solid game to start. It looked for a while like the Ducks were going to run the Rangers out of the building. And I had a few friends that were there, a couple that were covering this game. <clears throat> and for a hot minute, looked like Lukasz Dostal was going to get the win pretty handily. And in that first, that line that I just talked about, Henrik Carlson terry they were cooking <laughs> once again they were cooking. Uncle Rico had not one but two goals in the first period. Looking pretty solid doing so by the way. And yes, there was a couple of little just it, they were good hard nose plays. And I especially loved that second goal, the pass from Troy Terry to Adam Henrique. It was a perfect diagonal pass. Adam Henrique was out in front of the net. Just perfection. So Terry and Leo have two assists each. Uncle Rico, two goals. Oh, We're in hattie watch. What's going on? Now, it was a power play goal off of a broken play. Now, this one I don't count as being the power play goal where they utilize the system. In the second period, just a broken play um, out in semi-transition. Vinny Trocek scored his fifteenth of the season. Two to one Ducks. Now the Ducks did take a three-to-one lead in the third, or so we thought. The Rangers called it back; they had a review. No goal. So instead of being three-to-one Ducks, it was still two-to-one Ducks, and whatever momentum the Ducks had absolutely died, absolutely freaking lutely died after that, because it was all Rangers from there. Will Cooley tied it up at two, and then that power play goal that I talked about in detail. Yeah. Three to two after that. Rangers scored a couple more. Chris Kreider, then Jimmy VC on the empty net. Before you know it, New York has scored five in a row in the last twenty three minutes of the game. Rangers win five to two. And it just gets worse and worse and worse. I mean, the defense. I mean, I don't know what the defense was doing on that power play. The first one. The second one was just as bad. I mean, I thought that the Vetrano almost going five hole was going to help the Ducks. And McTavish picking up the loose change. I thought that was going to help. If that goal had stood, the Ducks probably would have had all the momentum. They probably would have won the game. But they just could not take advantage completely yeah just just another awful awful loss for the ducks two in a row on the weekend and they plummet further into the standings all right we're gonna take a quick timeout here and we will get to my further thoughts on this weekend on the other side now a word from FanDuel the NFL playoffs are heating up and there's still time to get in on the action with FanDuel America's number one sportsbook Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $150 in bonus bets, win or lose. The app is so easy to use, and there are so many different ways to bet, like live, same game parl- parlays, finding bets in the new Explore tab, make a parlay in the Parlay Hub, and much more. So, visit fanduel.com lockedon, and you know what? Make your bets a layup. FanDuel is an official partner of the NFL and the official sports betting partner of the Locked On Podcast Network. And please, folks, gamble responsibly. Welcome back to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Uh, We're going to wrap this one up in just a couple of minutes. As you can tell, my voice is starting to go again. So I just want to briefly talk about the standings. With the Sharks' win... They are coming closer and closer to catching both the Chicago Blackhawks and the Anaheim Ducks. The Ducks are ahead of the Blackhawks by one point. The Sharks are a few points back. But if the Sharks can start putting together some wins, then it might be time to really embrace the tank. I have tried my best to avoid saying that this season, but with that loss against the San Jose Sharks at the Shark Tank, I mean, the Ducks are... Clearly putting the tank in Shark Tank maybe more than the Sharks are at this point. The Rangers' loss. New York's a good team. New York is a very, very good team. And I know that the Rangers probably looked at their game on Saturday against the LA Kings as a missed opportunity. By the way, the Kings beat the Rangers 2-1 at I can't believe it's not Staples Center. So New York had a bit of a chip on their shoulder They needed to get back in the winning ways, and they did on this one. So, now looking ahead. Got the Sabres, you got the Stars. I don't know if the Ducks can win any more games prior to the All-Star break. It's going to be very tough for this Ducks team. So, we'll see what happens. As far as the special teams, be more aggressive. And also, because I have to mention this. Cam Fowler. Had himself an awful game the other night against... Actually, no, it was Sunday's game against the Rangers. Leading up to that empty net goal, Cam Fowler passed it inexplicably to no one. Just passed it behind him to no one. Easy goal for New York going the other way. Cam Fowler, I don't know what he was doing there. This is all just disappointing all right we're gonna wrap up here so i can save my voice um we'll try to have an episode tomorrow if my voice is feeling better if not we'll have a double header later on in the week so just want to make you all aware of that in the meantime thank you so much for listening thanks for watching i apologize to those of you listening to my scratchy voice i apologize profusely for that but we'll be back later this week um thanks for tuning in thanks for watching don't forget this podcast is free and available across all platforms uh, you can follow me on Twitter at StimpyJD. Show Twitter's at LO underscore Ducks. I'm going to try not to cough here, folks. Email locked on Ducks at gmail.com. Once again, thank you all for your continued support. It is so greatly appreciated. For Locked On Anaheim Ducks, I'm Jason J.D. Hernandez saying have a great rest of the day. Please remember to be safe out there. Please be kind to one another, especially those that are sick. And Ducks, fly together.